Hey, hey, what's going on, Washington Football X? It's your boy, Rod. Uh, happy to be back on the pod. You got myself, you got Phil, and you got Steve this evening um, and or morning whenever you're going to listen to this pod. But we are back for pod 65. I've got a couple of good topics for you guys this evening, but before we roll into the normal things, I'm going to let the human computer take over and give the intro for pod 65. So, uh, Phil, take it away. Yes, sir. Number 65. We're going to honor Dave Butts today. Part of the uh, powerful defensive line we had during the Gibbs years. He played 16 years in the NFL as a defensive tackle. You cannot say a lot of guys have done that. Also played some defensive end. Most notably, he was a six foot seven, 300 pound defensive tackle. That's a massive human being, especially when you're talking about the 70s and 80s. Um, only had 35 and a half sacks during his career with Washington, uh, but he wasn't known for that. He was a run stuffer. He was a guy who took up two or three guys in the middle. And uh, with uh, Charles Mann, Dexter Manley on the outside, and Butts paired with Dale Grant on the interior, it was a fearsome defensive line. And one of the things that, you know, led us to winning two Super Bowls and three NFC championships in his career. And, uh, you know, he was even a one-time All-Pro in 1983 as well. So Dave Butts, you know, the, the dude was just a human wall at defensive tackle. If you could ever go watch any clips of him playing, like I said, dude was just a massive human being, especially for his time. Yeah, so you said six, seven, three hundred 300 pounds. Was, that's like Ed Too Tall Jones type territory, man. Was he there yeah. or Too Tall? He, he, he came in the league, I think, around the same time as Too Tall. But wow. Too Tall had a nickname. Dave Butts was just – he didn't need a nickname. Dude was too tough for a nickname. <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So, well, uh, thank you for that opening uh, with Dave Butts, number 65. Always always good to pull into the vault and think of some great Redskins, uh, you know, legends. So, without further ado, we're going to jump right into this one. And the first topic is Alex Smith has retired. And he hasn't done it gracefully, guys. He's, um, for some reason, he... He decided to trash us when he uh, wanted to be released a couple of weeks ago. Uh, maybe he thought or assessed the free market, free uh, agent market to be a little bit uh, more clamoring for his services. They weren't. So Alex has decided to retire. And I think the key word that he used today is that the organization was patronizing of him and not really wanting to play him. So, uh, Steve, I'll actually kick it to you first. H- how are you feeling about this uh, recent Alex news when he's, just kind of piling on uh, onto the organization and franchise. I mean, it, it's it's probably the truth, right? They they didn't want him. They had plans with with Kyle, Dwayne, and um, Montez, you know. So it's probably the truth. I don't think it's you know a falsehood or a lie or anything. So I, I can't I can't blame him. I, yeah, a little upset at first. She's doing it after the fact and. You know, Rivera made a press statement just specifically talking about Alex. So did the team. But I mean, it, it's, I'm not going to call it dirty. I appreciate, thank you, thank him for his service here in, in DC. The two years he actually did play, he, he was a great leader. He was, you know, good presence in the locker room, but it's a business. I mean, it, life goes on. I probably wasn't a need to, to make these comments just like he did in was a GQ a little while ago. Yeah, uh, GQ and like Reddit. Yeah. So, you think he had like a ask me anything on Reddit? You you can't just come out of the woodwork and then ex- expect that you know the world to revolve around you. The, like I said, life goes on in football. So, 
it is what it is. I'm not upset. It would he I wish he wouldn't have rather done it. Yeah, but you know, thank him for his time in DC and you know, on to the next one. It's it's interesting because I we all said numerous times, I think that hey, Alex will probably be a good coach. Um, he's always been like that presence. Um, for whatever you want to say about Colin Kaepernick, he made him a formal, you know, quarterback in this league. Um, obviously Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. Now I'm not going to say that Alex Smith molded those guys into the, the players that they are and were, um, but he's all, he's always been lauded for his high football IQ. So it's, for me, it's interesting to see him go on record numerous times in the same off season um, and just kind of dig into a, a, an old team in the league that is truly fueled by nepotism. It is literally you love me, I love you, and I'm going to take care of you, and I'm going to take care of folks who know you. Um, so it's it's very interesting to see that he potentially could be burning bridges, uh, unbeknownst to him, if he continues to just go on record and, you know, down talk his time in D.C., which, I mean, he was a winning quarterback uh, with us. It wasn't necessarily the greatest of opponents uh, that he had faced, but, I mean, a win is a win, so I won't really take that from him. But, uh, Phil, how do you feel about Alex's uh, recent comments uh, to the media again? I feel that Alex came to this team in 2018 and has seemed to have picked up the habit um, from the Jay Gruden and Bruce Allen school of unnecessarily running your cock holster. And <laughs> look, I was the one on, on here last year calling him Scar. This man is selfish. He is, has no business coming back. He's trying to usurp the throne of Simba, all that, right? I was wrong on the Simba part, but I do feel like this does validate my idea that, you know, Alex Smith is in the business of Alex Smith. And I think that it's funny how they paint him as this, you know, all-American, you know, good boy, you know, quarterback, and he's a fighter and and everything else and in the minute things aren't going his way damn he becomes bitter and petty doesn't he it's i get it if you're a quarterback in the nfl especially starting quarterback especially as long as he's been you have an ego but you also at being what 35 36 years old you know he's almost he's almost our age there's a certain amount of self-awareness and situational awareness about the world around you that you should have, and he doesn't seem to have it. And it's funny how he continues to take shots at the team. I think he retired not on his terms, and he is really bitter about it. He lost. He's losing this starting position in Washington that he inherited by happenstance, by being the last one left. And he's not going to keep it. He's bitter about it. He didn't find anybody in free agency to want to take him. Even his old college coach, they couldn't come to any kind of an agreement. He's bitter about that because the man has a massive ego. And people are putting up stuff on, on Facebook all over the place. Oh, Alex Smith retired. Oh, we should wish him well, blah, blah. And I said, I hope he has some wonderful experiences on golf courses in the future. That's it. Shut your mouth. It was nice knowing you. 
Thank you for managing the team to wins with your 34 QBR and six touchdown to eight interception ratio and, and everything else you gave us. Yes. Remember, Th- thank you. Do you Goodbye. When we were earlier in the season, when we were talking about all this nonsense and or even last year, like he'll never play again. He'll never play again. I think maybe Deb was probably the only one who said he going to play again. He going to play again. And most of us were just like, he would be a great front office person. He would be a great talent guy. He would be a great coach. And then that damn dude found his way back on the field, man. So shout out for the resilience, but you know, don't, don't let the, the door hit you on the way out with all this, you know, nonsense. Don't let talk. the door hit you where the good Lord, the good Lord split you. That's right. Nah, and, and when you look at his, his record last year, I mean, five and one, and that's the, the biggest takeaway. Alex went five and one. He lost to the five and 11 lines. He beat the four eleven and one Bengals. He beat the six and ten Cowboys. The asterisk was beating the twelve and four Steelers. Uh, it beat the six and ten Forty ers and then beat the four eleven and one Eagles before leaving that game for injury again. And you know we know how that closed out. But dude, like, I bought your jersey. We all watched Project Eleven. It was probably one of the greatest sports stories in our lifetimes. Um, just seeing someone like, you know, we said who had almost died from his injury, almost had his leg amputated to come back, uh, train with the military at the center for intrepid, come back to a, a, a starting position in the NFL. And whether you stumbled into that position, it just happened because you're a last man standing, whatever you started those six games, you won five, you lost one clap it up for you. But dude, like you, you've made hundreds of millions of dollars playing the game that we all love. We gave you a chance. You were unhealthy for the wild card game. Maybe you would have won that game against the you know the Buccaneers. Who knows? But don't be a jaded dude. Um, I mean, you, you said you want to get back to football and you want to get back to living life to uh, play with your kids. You're there, man. Just enjoy it. Enjoy Why it. ruin your legacy? Yeah. I run in your mouth. This is stupid. If I'm his agent, I'm like, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> That's how I feel. I mean, he's, he's leaving me kind of jaded. Like, dude, like, it's not me. There's a couple of other folks that responded to me on Twitter as well. Like, yeah, I, I feel the same way. His GQ article really rubbed people the wrong way. The, the, the ask me anything on Reddit where people are like, oh, how do you feel about saying Washington football team instead of Redskins? He's like, oh, it's, it's better than sound like a drunken racist. I mean, none of us didn't seem to bother him when he signed that contract extension. Yeah. Yeah, And and I think here's what happened is, you know, he did a great job coming back. We, we all know that we won't deny that. I don't know if behind the scenes we weren't tracking everything and it kind of undermined his comeback, not to the public eye, but to his own eye, which is why we're hearing stuff in the, in the the GQ and hearing stuff in in the bleacher report. all these other. And, And Ron came out back in March and said, I don't disagree with anything he said in, in, in the article. I don't. He threw a wrench in our plans straight up. So. Yeah. I mean, and that's well, that's what pisses me off. He said that in March and then here we are in April, seven days before the draft and Ron Rivera is having to again address the quarterback. Who's not on the roster. Who's now not in the league anymore. Retired. It's just, to me, it's, it's unnecessary. It's, it's just like, this organization just has to have some sort of negative aura around it at all times. Um, it's just frustrating. And maybe it's not, man. Um, maybe that's just the way I'm reading the tea leaves, but it's, it's, it's annoying as did hell. Did we determine, did it's we annoying. determine, so we knew he had a, 
8.6 million dead cap hit. Did we, I know we probably figured it out, but as far as how's that being spread, front loaded, affected? For the I think it's just this year. year. It, yeah. I think it's just this year. If, if he was still on the team and it was a post June one designation, I know it was split over two years. So 4.3, but if it's, I think if he said, if he retires, it's all front loaded this year. So 8.6, just dead money. That's it. You should get so. that shit back. NFL fix your shit. That's yeah, dumb as hell. With all the insurances though, I, I don't really, I don't know yet how it's going to, how it's going to, it ends, the, up, the, it the, ends the, up being a break even situation because we had that insurance policy that actually saved us because that ended June 1st. Yeah. Our ability to cash in on that, so that we end up taking oh, the same hit, just be taking it once instead of over two years. Take an insurance policy on me; I will gladly break my fucking leg for two million dollars. <laughs> I'll do it live on camera. They actually, no, on the insurance policy was a total of twelve million. I I will break my arm and leg on camera, straight up. Will we hit you with a sledgehammer, misery style? <laughs> hey, I'll do it, man. I'll do it. Shameless, man. <laughs> Jump off the top rope and break my leg. I'm Gallagher. <laughs> but we will transition from that. I don't want to break anything. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, but it was funny, man. I was listening to uh, Pod 64, and, and Dev was adamant about this next dude. Uh, we're going to talk about Bryce Love uh, staying on the team. And Ellie was like, nah, man, he's, he's going to be cut. And I see Phil starting to cry. I'm sorry, Phil. Phil has a, a love affair with Geis and Bryce and uh, all this other shit. So don't we can't draft anyone that that rhymes with those two dudes. But Phil just believed in them so much, and Phil's covering his face right now. But yeah, it's uh, Bryce Love. <laughs> very, very telling. What we never had, ladies and gentlemen. Never hit the. Hey, we're field. here for you, buddy. That's all I gotta say. It sucks. Sucks, man. Digital hugs, digital hugs being sent your way. But how how you guys feeling about Bryce Love? And since Phil, you had the love affair with with Geis and Bryce, I'll start with you. Never saw the field for us. Had a lot of potential, I think, but just could never get past the injury. So, how do you feel about losing Bryce Love? And it, with that, I kind of will caveat. Right now, there's some mocks that saying the Washington football team might take a running back at 19. So. Just have that in the back of your mind as you give your answer. So go I, ahead, go I was ahead, actually go. going to address that. I'm glad you brought that up too. So let me start with the Bryce thing. The Bryce one hurts more because it was an injury. It, 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 it was just something he was fighting to get back through and just his body was not responding. And he was having setback after setback. He thought you thought things were going well and then boom, he'd have a setback. That sucks in a different way. Geis made me not like him for being – who he was by all accounts Bryce Love is a stand-up human being I mean the dude what now wants to become a doctor um he stayed at Stanford uh you know to, to finish his career and everything else you know he's everything that you you want your your kids to do if they want to pursue college sports you know get that education if you can become pro cool but the average person isn't you know going to become a professional football player or whatever so this one hurts because the guy was, you know, just a stand-up dude, you know, and I loved watching him at Stanford. Like I, I've said before, when he was at Stanford, I happened to be, you know, coming home late 
on Saturdays and I never got to see the day games, but I always see the night games. It was always West coast. It was always Stanford. So I got to see a lot of Bryce love. And I was like, damn, this kid's really good. This kid is good. He went back to his senior season just to, you know, improve his pass catching as well to make himself a more well-rounded back. Um, who does that? Nobody. And the problem is, is that doing that, he got hurt. So it's another case of you can't fault guys for leaving school early because and going and making their money because him going back, he played that, rolled that dice that he wasn't going to get hurt, and he did. So it hurts. It, it hurts. But, you know, I kind of expected this. I was surprised he was here. He lasted longer than Thaddeus Moss. That surprised me. It's like, how did we cut that Moss? We kept Bryce Love. Well, a week later, we cut Bryce Love. Yeah, I don't I don't get that. That one, I you know what? Maybe they just brought him into and have him do one more physical. Like, kid, let's hope. Because, look, Thad Moss, I liked him at LSU. I thought he was a great blocker with potential to be a pass catcher. Bryce Love, I thought he had the potential to be a star. So I think they thought that, too, and they gave him one last look or something, you know, with a doctor. And they're like, nope, not happening. I mean, you don't you do not do, you don't rush for almost 2,100 yards or, you know, in college, in the Pac-10, or Pac-12, whatever it is, and, and not be good. In general, you don't rush for 2,000 yards and not be good. So Averaging seven yards a carry. Potentially you know. always there. Now, he he tore his ACL his senior year. He, was a, he played all four years. Yeah. Had he left after that 2,000-yard season, it might have been his mistake for not leaving. But he stayed that senior year, that fourth year, and that's when he, he, he played 10 games and he tore his ACL. And then did he ever, outside of you know rehab and individual drills, did he ever – see the field for us he saw training camp training camp never he even got some he was even getting some burn with the ones in training camp ahead of gibson at times if that tells you and then just the knee started acting up again and he and so they had to dial him back yeah. and it's like if that tells you anything of how good he could be he was he was just about there he was just about to take that number one spot until the, the knee started you know causing issues again um, I mean, there's some talk, but one day they would say he was looking a little hesitant. Next day, they're like, there's nobody on this roster who's more explosive hitting the hole. It is what it is. Yeah. That you're, talking, from- you're talking to a guy who still has a guy's jersey. So, like, I, I don't even know what to, what to do. With <laughs> <this right now. laughs> you have a guy's jersey? I always, I've always shit. had one. I've had one the second oh. he got drafted. I, I don't. And you remember when, when it all went down, I posted that video like, what I'm going to do now, huh? Yeah, it's all fucked up now. What I'm gonna do now? Like I, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. Oh and, my god, uh, I'm a little sad, man. But Bryce Love, like, you can use it to wipe. You can use it to tell yourself off after your morning job. I, I guess so, man. It's it's or, a sad you know after a session hitting the heavy bag. I'm not super sad because given who we have on the team now, between McKissick and Gibson and Peyton Barber, it doesn't matter. Between McKissick and Gibson, that's really all we need. Everything else is just the filler. So, and when I know Peter Schrager from NFL Network was one of the big ones saying that we would potentially draft Najee Harris at 19. No, Travis Etienne. Or, or Travis Etienne from uh, Clemson. Clemson. No, that's not happening. It's, it's, because... a waste, it's a waste to me. So many other gaps to fill. It's 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 not important right I now. I don't see I don't see Etienne or Harris. There's a potential neither one gets drafted in the first round. 
don't think any running backs can get drafted in the first round. No, because there's now that stigma that you should not take a running back in the first round. I'm, here's an interesting stat. We've taken a running back somewhere in the NFL draft every year since like 2009. Did you know that? Did we not. have taken more running backs to the NFL draft in the past 20 years than any other NFL franchise. And none of them stuck. Mm, Alfred Morris. For what, two years? Morris is here for like four or five, dude. He ran for a thousand yards three well, times. I know. 12, 13. When did he start falling out? Of, he started falling out of graces. 15. 14. No, it was 15 uh, when, when, because that's when we drafted Matt Jones. That's right. And he had shout out to Matt Jones. Yeah, Absolutely. Sure. Friend right. of the pod. Friend of the pod. <laughs> so, I don't know. That was, that, I mean, Alfred Morris stuck. Rock Cartwright was a guy we drafted who stuck around for a long time. Um, but I was going back through some of these names, and I'm like, good God, <laughs> man, have we drafted some bad running backs? Or to, actually, we drafted a lot of guys who didn't turn out. Uh, who was that kid? Keith Marshall. Yeah. Injuries. Yeah. Bryce Love light. <laughs> Bryce Love without the talent. Um, I'll tell you what, though. Do not, Washington football team, please, for the love of God, if someone tears an ACL, LCL, MCL, does anything do not draft them now i will i will say this i have been doing like random mock drafts and in the mid rounds i'm finding ways to occasionally pick up a running back to and it always ends up being kenny gainwell who was the guy who started at memphis at running back ahead of antonio gibson as somebody to be kind of like a a a change of pace back um because guy's talented i mean yeah, I would say he, didn't, he didn't just keep Gibson out of the backfield as RB one. He ran for like fifteen hundred yards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, well, Gibson also played a lot of wide receiver at Memphis too. So yeah, well, that, that was because they yeah. they wanted to get him on the field. I don't, I don't honestly feel like that's a good point. I don't even think we have a change of pace back. But I would call McKissick a pass catching running back. I wouldn't call him a change of pace back. We don't have like that shifty, really, really, really fast running back that you traditionally see. No, and Gibson. Gibson is, is a is, is a give. Here's the thing, Antonio Gibson. If he Three were in back. a Mike Shanahan offense, would run for like two thousand yards because he's a one cut and go guy. He finds his hole and it's forward. Um, so I I think to have you know a, a smaller kind of shifty back like Gainwell, who's also really fast to the second level. I mean, if you Read the scouting report on this guy. Guys, kid's good. Kid's good. And if you put get him in like the fourth round or something like that, cool. Cool. Yeah. I mean, but we're not going after Travis Etienne. We have so many – there are so many bigger needs on this team that you can go BPA and you don't have to worry about that. You'll, you'll land on something you need. So does this mean my signed Bryce Love touchdown <laughs> pylon is worth dog shit now? It depends. If he catches on somewhere else, it's worth something. It might be worth dog shit. Dog <laughs> shit. No, no, well, no. Bryce Love, we love you. Yes. That's all you get. That's all you get. That's, that's, a, that's a dope pylon, though. Where'd, where'd you get that? eBay. I was just, you know, finding some random random team merch, and, and maybe maybe this will be a giveaway. I got a Chase Young jersey on eBay. Redskins. Nice. 
had to get that. Am I eligible for the giveaway? I'll still take it. <laughs> you could take that and shove it up your canvas. I, I, I think it was like $30. It cost nothing. Really? Oh, wow. Like, like it was super cheap. I'd have to go back and look at it, but it's just a sticker. And because it doesn't come with the, uh, they call it a COA, a certificate of authenticity. Yeah. It's yeah. just a person who got this at, I want to say at Richmond. And they just put it on eBay. For all I know, it could be, you know, whatever. This could be filled that's impressive though that you can get that <laughs> well then again but a pylon it's like how'd you hell how the hell did you get a hold of a pylon richmond you can't cross that damn fence they probably had them for sale i bet never squandered an opportunity so? to make some money the, the daniel snyder way right <laughs> speaking so be, of be, oh gosh no 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 but uh, before we jump into this, uh, these next uh, draft experiences that we're going to talk about, let's take a quick uh, moment to break for our anchor. All right, so welcome back to the pod. So uh, looking forward to the draft, we're now one week away uh, from the uh, 2021 NFL draft. And I know FedEx is, is trying to do some um, draft experiences at FedEx Field on, on draft night. Uh, Steve, do you, any of you guys know exactly what the team is trying to do? Are they going to have like an outdoor concert? or I, I've seen like them announce performers, but I'm not sure if that was the team or the NFL and kind of what, what's going on with that. So Yeah, so they're going to run their own draft party concurrent with the NFL draft starting uh, on, on Thursday, the 29th. And okay. uh, 3,000 people at FedEx Field is what it's capped to. Uh, first come, first curve basis. But I believe uh, season ticket holders will get first, first stab at those. Okay. Um, doesn't say the the price, but it's it's sponsored by Bud Light. There's going to be on field self guided selfie tour, uh, homage to the Hogs offensive line, Washington football team locker room tour, interview room locker room tour, field goal kick in the end zone, night entertainment, DJ Jealousy spinning '80s hits throughout the evening, and not sure if that's anyone's cup of tea, but um, and for all of all the people like who aren't going to go, they they're going to live stream that all week. Uh, excuse me. They're going to live stream that uh, coverage on the Washington football team website, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Okay. Sounds, sounds exciting. Sounds uh, like it should be experiencing. That's, that's, that's a change from years prior because they typically would let the NFL have day one. And then you see around the league, uh, all the teams would, would kind of take day two and beyond uh, to have like live draft parties. So that's, that's cool. That's a, uh, I, you know, I, I hope some folks can go who, who are addicts and who love the team and want to see, you know, who we're going to draft. So, yeah, yeah like I think it's pretty cool. I mean, they're doing something right. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a return to normalcy. I think that's what yes, it is. That, that's what I was going to get to. It's better than, I mean, I was saying, don't get me wrong. I love watching stuff for my own big screen TV at home. I love it, but this is a sense, a sense, a sense of the norm, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. But us, the addicts, is it, is it really though a DC party? If you don't have either, you know, Mumbo Sauce or some other go-go band or Wale performing, is it? No, I think so. <laughs> it's a new DC. It's a, it's, it's a new DC party. It's a uh, times have changed. I never got into that go-go music though, man. When I went to college oh, in Baltimore, dude, oh my god, I would my. Yeah, so I Baltimore, had a lot of Baltimore's friends. a little too too far north, they, you know. Well, they had the club music, but all my friends were from like PG County, Maryland, and yeah, DC, whatever, and I would just they get so pissed off because I would call it like garbage can music and we would go, we would go to like the club and they play that shit. I could never get into the go-go. Um, but it's, I'll tell you what, it's cool as shit because 
that is a distinguishable sound and flavor that is unique to the DC area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I gotta give him gotta give him credit for that, but I still think it sounds like people hitting garbage cans and screaming uncontrollably. All right. See? Did he say loose booty? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Backyard. Hey, if you know, you know. JYB. Oh my god. We'll play some more of that at the uh at the barbershop pod this Saturday. Let's see. Hey, get that get that go go remix of Hail to the Redskins ready. I'll listen to it. I tell you what, like I appreciate it. Galvi's Go Go Thursday. So like I, I can listen to it. Um I just maybe I was just being an asshole uh in my youth and just messing with my friends who would get really animated and pissed off when I would call their favorite genre of music garbage. I mean, it, it's definitely an, an acquired taste. It's, it's you know, it's not. It is. Way. I mean, Baltimore <laughs> club music and go-go music to me was the same thing. Um, one just repeated a, a certain cadence. Yeah. But they both, for the most part, stole, not stole songs, but they would take songs and just kind of replay them in their flavors. So this is team song remixed over go-go. We need this. We we need this in FedEx Field this they summer. They do. It takes a second to get to the break, but here it comes. Yes. You get the point. You get the point. You get the but point. But it just sounds like somebody's own. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's, it, it is. Whatever. I, I ain't go crack on the, the DC Go-Go too much. But what, but, uh, what, are, what are we going to be doing Thursday? We are going to be having a live stream as well. So we will be live. We'll be streaming to Facebook and YouTube simultaneously. Uh, so, Steve, you'll, you'll, you'll tag this one and you'll stream it to Facebook. I will stream it from my location to YouTube. Um, but, yeah, anyone who, who wants to follow along and chat with the addicts live um, during the draft, um, definitely looking forward to that. And then the podcast portion of it, we will record the NFC East picks. Um I guess kind of cut that up as well. So maybe we'll make that a pod, but then the live stream or live stream, but it's going to be fun, you know, bring, bring, bring some brew, uh, have a drink, uh, have some fun. And hopefully we don't trade back out of 19 and out of the first round. That would suck. If we trade forward, that brings for a little bit more excitement as well. I don't know what the Washington football team is going to do, but uh, it's 830 to 830 to 1130. That's the window. If we're picking at 19, I'm going to say 10, ish maybe I'm probably gonna, yeah i'm gonna cut off after the washington because i have to wake up early friday following <laughs> day and go to work i'm back if, if, man if H- wouldn't it suck if we pull a 2019 and draft it picked and and trade our way back into the first round for a if, second time if they trade back in like the drinks are going to be flowing at by pick 19 but if they trade back to like 24 plus it's not going to be a fun 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 sight on on the next day no we'll be miserable It'll be a little bit earlier for me in the uh, central time zone, about 1030 for me. So True. I could do it, but still, like, I don't want to really get bombed. And then we're working men over here. We don't live the podcast. We don't work from home. <laughs> it sucks going back to work. I, oh, man. <laughs> God damn it. I got my first COVID shot uh, this week. And, you know, I asked my boss, I said, hey, you know, when are we uh, coming back to the office? He's like, sooner rather than later. I'm like, fuck. God damn it. It was fun. Telework yeah. was it's interesting though because all across the country you see a lot of folks, you know, they wanna I think it's what people are used to, you know, leadership, um, of whether it's a Fortune five hundred company or a smaller uh organization, they're used to seeing people 
on a day-to-day basis. And I won't really call them micromanagers, but I think they feel a little bit more comfortable seeing people in the office despite productivity remaining the same. Um, so, you know, hey, it, it, but that means that we are, we're closer to being normal again. So I want to go to the movies again. I want to go bowling. I want to go to amusement parks and all this other fun stuff uh, with the family as well. So right. hey, look, welcome back to the offices. Can't, can't complain too much about that. But speaking of things coming up, we got a schedule release coming up. I was about to dive into that. So yeah, uh, team and the NFL had put out 12 May is going to be the schedule release. So we're probably NFL Network typically does that live as well. I'm not sure if we can live stream that one. Um, I'm trying to look at the calendar right now for May. That is on a Wednesday. If we're available, maybe we get together and just um, we kind of record with the Washington football team. I am most excited about that Vegas game. Mm-hmm. I am praying, like I said, just got my COVID shot, number one. Number two is coming in a couple more weeks. I'm praying that I'm able to take leave and we can meet up in Vegas and have drinks and have a weekend of debauchery and forget I, about I it. Already, I already have a uh, potential vacation or a potential spot to stay in Vegas that I've already paid for. I just have to tell them I'm going, by the way, I can keep up the four people. So, yes. And that's what I was going to say. Like, if we go, like, as as fun as it is to stay on the strip, I honestly would like an Airbnb or something similar like that, where we could just kind of get together and. Well, this is a. (laughs) You're going to laugh. You're going to laugh. But I got, I kind of got suckered into it, but I saw Vegas on the map and I went for it. It's a best pro shops resort. Hey, I'm down with that. But to, I, I paid 179 bucks, and I get you know three nights there. So <laughs> fucking fine with me. <laughs> I'm I'm down. That shit sounds legit. Like I, I hope it can happen, guys. I really do. If I can't make it, hopefully you guys can get together and, and uh and just turn up in Vegas. That would be so dope, man. But fingers crossed, yeah. that's a weekend that I'm available. I, I mean, we there. we we already know our opponents home yes. and away. We just yep. don't know when, when when those things are happening. And some for some stupid reason, the league always finds it proper to stack divisional games against us, either in the middle or at the end. Every freaking year, it, it's the yep. same as like you finish with three divisional games. Like who who does that? I don't know why the logic. And I know there's algorithms they say when they do these schedules, but. I mean, I don't know, Joel, just to recap, we know our home opponents are the NFC East, Dallas, Philly, New York. The other home opponents are New Orleans, uh, Tampa, Kansas City, uh, the Chargers, and the Seahawks. Those are all going to be at home. So those are be those are going to be some pretty tough games with Seattle, Kansas City, Brady coming back, um, and L.A. Chargers. <laughs> Saints, we don't know what they're going to look like. but um, So it would be some good entertainment at, at FedEx Field this year. Uh, away clearly nfc east again but we're going to carolina so i'm sure they put that on there for ron rivera uh atlanta vegas like rod said uh denver green bay and buffalo so pretty good pretty good away away games but the the home games are going to be phenomenal so i'm interested with that week 17 game do we know i are we definitely closing with buffalo week 17 no idea. 18, no idea. Whatever, whatever week it is. That Buffalo's is an away game. So I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just the, the, the picture has four, or excuse me, eight, eight. And then there's a, the like Buffalo's the little, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dangling like a dingleberry at the bottom of the bottom of the picture. So I'm just, I'm just wondering how they're going to do that with, um, 
so I guess every AFC team will have that additional home game this year. Then next year will be every NFC team will have a home game, additional home game um, with the way they're doing that 17 game season. But yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough one, man. Um, we always, we started against the Eagles the first game, the past two seasons. I hope we have a switch up from that. Yeah. Um, I, kind of want to start easy if you can start easy in the nfl but i also kind of want to start with a difficult game because um you kind dallas. Of like get your lumps up to, dallas would be good give dallas, dallas. um denver might have a new quarterback uh the falcons might have a new quarterback um so yeah it's, it's it'll definitely be be interesting i'm looking forward to that may 12th uh, schedule release so uh that's gonna be a good one that'll be a good one but fellas, I think this is a, a quick, easy, and short pod. It's it's kind of the the low, the, the the quiet before the storm. You know, the draft is coming up, but uh, as we typically do with the Washington Football X podcast, we got our, our time for shout outs. So uh, I'll jump in the ring instantly and just uh, give a shout out to the two dudes who aren't here, uh, Ali and, and Dev. Uh, definitely appreciate your guys' presence and looking forward to hopefully chatting with you guys on Saturday for the Barbershop Pod. But uh, Phil, who gets your shout outs uh, this evening? Um, shout out to everybody on Twitter who was agreeing with me that um, fuck Red Wolves um, because of all the all the furries that are popping up. Loving that name. Um, please keep your fetish away from my football team. Um, <laughs> if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't want to know. Uh, <laughs> shout out to. Um, uh, shout, out, shout out to Ron Rivera and the Washington football team for being very classy in how they handled announcing Alex Smith's retirement. Um, they had nothing but nice things to say. They were they put up the video that he had put up and and had you know a lot of nice things to say about it. So shout out to them for being classy about it. And uh, shout out to our entire Facebook group. They are jumping off lately in the comment sections. You know every other posts seems to be, you know, 100 plus comments, you know, a lot of good debate going back and forth ahead of this draft, talking about names, things like that. So, yeah, shout out to all y'all in the Facebook group as well. All right. So for me, I'll, first, I'll give my shout out. Shout out to, to Ellie. Shout out to Dev. We will hopefully see them on the, the barbershop on Saturday where anything goes. And um, should we tell them who our guest is going to be? Yeah, why not? We'll give a little pre-shout out to Mr. Uh, we're going to have Rio from the uh, Rambling with Rio podcast and now new to the Sidelines Washington football team podcast. So we're going to have him on Saturday. Should be should be should be fun once the uh, once the juices and the 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 the, the, the herbs yeah. get flowing. It, I, it I'm looking be, forward uh, to it because because Rio, um, he talks some shit on his pods. You know, he's. He's not he's not sugarcoated. He's very similar to us, so I I, I enjoy listening to his uh, his podcast as well. So yeah, I'm looking forward to he, he, when we did like one of the I think the second barbershop pod he heard and he's like yo like I want to be on. So hit him up on Twitter and I was like hey the next one we'll have you on and you know hit him up earlier today. Sent him the invite and within within seconds he's like hell yeah I'm down let's let's do it. So that's gonna be Man. fun. Wham bam and yeah final shout out to um, uh, 
Douglas McRae, host of the Big Douglas McRae Show. Uh, him and him and Big Pooh always putting out good content. That live, he did a live listen Twitter thread uh, of of different pods, and he did ours. And we just want to say thank you. That was dope. I haven't seen anyone do that. So props to you. You're the first one to do it. Copyright stamp, trademark that shit. Good shit, bro. I expect some other pods to do that very shortly. Seems to be the trend. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all be good, man. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for tuning in to Washington Football X Pod 55. And we will see you. I guess we'll record on Saturday and then publish Sunday, but we'll see you when we see you. Be good, man. Peace.